Most gracious Heavenly Father, yes. Lord, we give you praise with much thanksgiving because you are worthy, 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 worthy. You are such a great God. We are so thankful for your goodness and your mercy, how much you think of us, how much you consider us, how mindful you are of us. And we thank you for the best seed ever, Jesus, because yes. of one son, there are many sons, and we have the ability to be sons of God and to cry, Abba, Father. And we thank you for the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, you lead us into all truth. We don't have to stay blinded. We don't have to stay stubborn. We don't have to stay ignorant. We don't have to be deceived. We can walk in truth because of you. And so we say, thank you. Lead us into truth, specifically this morning, regarding God's will for our financial dominion. Mm -hmm. And then we thank you for the written word, which yep. is for instruction and correction and reproof and to grow us up into this full stature of who we yes. are called to be. And so we set our hearts today to receive, to understand that this mm. is not just about money, yes. but this is about learning to live in the kingdom way and to trust you for everything in our lives. And we declare that we are satisfied by our seed, not our salary. And we set our faith for supernatural breakthrough as we attach our faith to this word in Jesus name. In amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Listen, I don't want to um, overstep, um, but I think I can say that this series has been really fun for us to teach. Uh, yeah, definitely. I don't want to yes. speak for you, but, yes. I, but, I, but I think you I can. Speak for me. I think I can yeah. say that this series has been really fun to teach. And when I say fun, what I mean is it is so uh, exciting to see the light bulb going off for so many of our partners, for people saying, you know what, Pastor Edwin, you know, I heard what you said and, and I, I decided to apply for a job and I'm interviewing next week. And, and, and for people to hear, you know, I, I am, I'm satisfied by my seat and not my salary. And for people to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to start that business I've been, I've been procrastinating about and I'm going to write the book and I'm going to, to, to do all of these things. To me, that's exciting because for me, what I want to do is I want to see our partners make it. I want to see them live at the level that I know God has called them to live at. And so for me, it's just been fun. And over the last five weeks, we've been uh, talking uh, about walking in financial dominion mm -hmm. and what that means yes. to walk in financial, financial dominion. dominion. And we've looked at scriptures and we've talked through concepts and principles. You know, we read in Second Corinthians uh, in 8 and 9 where it says, For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love this. He says that though he was rich, yet for your sakes, for our sakes, he became poor that we through his poverty might be rich. And I just think that it's a shame that many believers will listen to a world who love being rich to tell them they shouldn't be rich. <laughs> it's like the world, the world loves opulence. The world loves extravagance. The world loves having more than enough. But then when someone says, well, I'm a Christian or I'm a believer, then they try to say, well, you don't need all that. or You shouldn't want all that. And it's really mm -hmm. antithetical to what the word of God says. Jesus says, look, I, I left a, a position of riches that you won't know of until you get here. And I came here to exchange your position with mine. I came to be poor that you might be rich. And we know Jesus wasn't poor in the sense that he lacked resources, but it was poor from the position he left. And he left that position so that we could then exchange our position from the place of sinners to be saved so that we could live like heaven on earth. And so I just think that that's, that's so uh, important because we started to lay these foundations like when we went to Deuteronomy 8 and 18. 
In Deuteronomy 8 and 18, it says, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is who? He that giveth us the power to do what? Get well. He says, why do we do that? That he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. So when people start talking about uh, prosperity and they, they only think of money, we talk about total life prosperity, which money is in, included in that. When we talk about total life prosperity, we're like, wait a minute. It can't be bad. Jesus cut a I mean, God cut a covenant with Abraham for it. God cut a covenant with Abraham that he would be prosperous in everything he do. And if we're the seed of Abraham, then that belongs to us. That's the reason that we embrace 3 John 1 and 2 when it says beloved. I wish above what? All things. All things. That you would prosper. And do what? Be in health. Even. Even as your soul Your prospers. mind, your will, your emotions, your imagination, and your intellect. As you are growing in knowledge of the word, he says, I want your pocketbook to grow. I want your health to grow. I want your relationships to grow. I want your mental stability to grow. I want everything in your life. He says, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even to the degree that your soul is prospering. You know, and I think that this is so important because sometimes you just have to become a critical thinker mm -hmm. and you have to ask yourself why God would give us commissions mm -hmm. like taking care of the poor, mm -hmm. taking care of the homeless, taking care of children, taking care of wi widows, and then at the same time be against wealth. It doesn't make sense. Right. And then he would say, I've given you, there's so many scriptures about money. There's so many scriptures about increase. And so what we have the responsibility to do is according to third John is to understand we will never prosper in any area, not our health, yep. not our marriage and not our money until we bring our soul into alignment with Romans 12 and two, which is where we are transformed by the renewing yes. of our minds. And as we shared at the beginning of this series, sometimes you have to own that what you believe it is ignorant and it is out of line mm -hmm. with the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it is your ignorance that is causing you to perish. It is not because God doesn't love you. Mm -hmm. It's not because I was speaking to a young lady yesterday and she was just like, I'm just hoping. And I said, no, God doesn't need you. Because basically she was saying, I've been in this situation a long time and I'm hoping God turns it around. That's not how this right. works. The Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all of these things will be added unto you. And so many believers are frustrated because they've never learned to walk by faith. Mm -hmm. And so because they haven't walked by, don't know how to walk by faith, they're relegated to a position of really trying to treat God like a genie and just wishing that things are going to get better. And then over time, what happens? Hope deferred makes the heart mm -hmm. sick, right? And I'm telling you, one of the best things you can learn to do as a born again believer after you accept Jesus and mm -hmm. get filled with the Holy Ghost is mm -hmm. to learn to, to walk, walk by faith. faith. Faith is so important that the Bible says without faith, it is impossible, it is impossible yes. to please God. Mm -hmm. And so this is so important. And that's why we keep teaching, keep teaching, keep teaching, keep teaching, because we can look at the world and see the economic problems and know that one teaching isn't going to change your mind. Sure. It may excite you. Right. It may give you some new information, right. but you have to hear it over and over and over and over again. And so I need you to say this, say it is the will of God for me to walk in financial dominion. Mm -hmm. It is the and, will and, of God and this is for me really to walk important in financial dominion. Because many times, 
you know, whenever we talk about prosperity, we say we're not just talking about money, right? But some of you need to be able to say it in the area of, of money. money. Sure. You need to be able to say it in the area of money. No, God doesn't want you to have money and bust hell wide open. No, God doesn't want you to have money and be sick in your body. But God does want you to have money. Absolutely. And you need to, and if that made you feel some kind of icky mm -hmm. way on the inside mm -hmm. of it, it just shows you need more yeah. word. And that's the reason uh, that it needs to be restated again and again, that it is time for the church to begin to rise up and truly live out what God has called us to mm -hmm. live out. And you can't do those things if you don't walk in financial dominion. We live in a world where finances have the ability, as the Bible says, to answer all things. Mm -hmm. And God wants those whom he can trust mm -hmm. to be the ones who have those resources. Yes. Because if he yes. needs an orphanage bill, if he needs a school bill, yes. if he needs a hospital bill, if he needs something else done, he ought to be able to speak to those whom he calls sons, and they ought to be able to finance what the father wants done in the earth. We're ambassadors. If you take an ambassador from the United States of America and you send them to another country, mm -hmm. that other that ambassador does not uh, expect the other country to take care of Come you. on. They, they don't they don't yeah. expect the other country to have the resources that they need. Come on. We are ambassadors from heaven. Yes. And we are in this earth and we shouldn't be expecting the earth to be the thing that provides for us. We have access between two realms. And we talk about that all the time. I live in earth. I have access to what's on Come earth, on. but I also have access to what's in heaven. How do I access what's in heaven? Through my faith. Through faith. That's why you said the second most important thing you need to do is to learn to walk by faith. The first thing you must do is to be born again. But once you're born again and you learn to walk by faith, then you understand the importance of, of, of walking in that financial dominion, not so you can have some kind of petty flex on people, but it's because you know that God can use you when he needs to get something done in the earth. We see this, there's a scripture in Isaiah chapter two, uh, verse two through three. And here's what it says. I just want to read this. It says, and it shall come to pass, because he's talking about the because when they were talking about this back then, he's talking about our dispensation now. And he says, and it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established where? In the top of the mountains. It says, and it shall be exalted above all the hills and all the nations. Those are, those are people right now in the world. It says, all the nations shall flow up to it. What? The Lord's house. It says, and many people shall go and say, come ye and let us go up to the mountains of the Lord, to the house of God of Jacob. I love this. It says, and he will teach us of what? His ways. And he will walk and we will walk in his path. From out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He says, then in this dispensation that we are in now, he says, it ought to be people in the world coming to the church come on. to figure out how come things on. work. Come on. It should not be the other way around. Come on. And Isaiah talked about this. He said, there's going to be a time he says in the last days that the mountains of the Lord's house is going to be established. It's going to be high above the hills. When you think the hills, you got to think of it in terms. It's going to be high above the earth's economy. It's going to be high above any financial uh, system that operates in the world. Yes. Whatever systems you have, God's, is going, God's house is going to be higher than that. He says, and the nations are going That's to come good, and they're going to say, you know what? Let's go up to God's house. Because when we go to God's house, we don't see recessions. 
We don't see supply chain shortages. We don't see lack of resources. So all these nations are going to look to us and be like, we want to go up to where y'all live. What do we live in the house of the Lord? Mm -hmm. He says, and then God's going to be constantly teaching us his Teach way. Me, Holy Ghost. And as he teaches us, we're going to be walking in his path. He says, this is how you begin to walk in financial dominion. And what's so important is that for many believers, we need to break up with the escapism mentality. Mm. And the escapism mentality is this thing that when things are bad in the world, we're like, we just want Jesus to come mm, back. Yeah. Jesus, will you hurry up to come back? No, our job is to stand in our authority. Mm -hmm. The Bible tells to us that he heaven. tells us, um, what's the, it's the script? He says, um, to occupy until, until I, I come. come. Mm -hmm. So when things are going wrong, we're not supposed to be retreating into the walls of the church, retreating into our house, saying we don't know how we're going to do it. We're supposed to be standing up yep. in our authority operating in the power that God has given us to make a difference. Amen. To make a difference. Amen. To make a difference. There's, Amen. There's another scripture we see in Haggai. Uh, Haggai 2, 8 through 9. It says, it says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. Who, who do it belong to? It says, saith the Lord of hosts. Saith the Lord. The silver is mine and the gold is mine. And then he says, the glory of this latter house. Now, what's the latter house? I put this in, in brackets. It wasn't in the scripture, but I wanted to, to illustrate this. The latter house is this end time church that we're living in. He's talking to us. He says, the gold is mine. The silver is mine, saith the Lord. The glory of this latter house, he said, it shall be greater than what? The former, saith the Lord. So if they were living good, obeying God in biblical times, now we have Holy Spirit on the inside of us. We ought yeah, to be living yeah. He said, listen, he said, yes, the silver and the gold is mine. If you're my child and you need it, you can have it. He says, but you got to learn how to walk in the financial dominion. You have to learn how. He says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine. And then Romans 8 tells us that he has, that he who offered up his own son shall not freely give yes. him all things. How would we believe he gave us his son, his best gift, but we don't believe he would give us Absolutely. the silver and the gold? The silver and gold is a light thing. So because the enemy, see, you need to understand this. The enemy only keeps you broke with your permission. Mm -hmm. Say that again. The enemy only, only keeps you broke with, your, with permission. your permission because you need to understand this. The enemy does not have any power. Right. The Bible says that Jesus stripped it from him and made an open yes. show. Yes. So what does he do? And this is why we don't have big demon theology. Yes. What does he do? He gets you to believe that the word of God is either inferior to your situation or that you don't qualify. Yeah, yeah. He gets you to believe. He gets you to disqualify yourself. Because you have to disqualify yourself or you have to disqualify why God wouldn't do it for you. Come on. You have to come up with a reason for why it won't work because if you were to believe it would work, it would work. So, and he knows that. So at when so at your level right now, right? Understand you're at that level 
because that's the place that you have been content with, even if you don't feel like you've been mm. content with it, right? Because you believe your circumstances. You believe being a single parent. You believe having five kids. You believe whatever you believe more than you believe God, but you can switch today. You can shift today and you can come into a place of faith. And someone just said, that's how I was feeling this morning that I was not qualified. And that is why it is imperative mm -hmm. that you learn to walk by faith. We do not live by how we feel. We live by what God said. I choose to believe God. And so when we exalt our feel, and I want you to hear this. When we exalt our feelings above the word of God, mm -hmm. in essence, we have more faith in our feelings than we do our God. And we can't live with God's best trusting our feelings. That's a fact. You know, I read a scripture and I re I'm reminded of it. We laugh about it sometimes, but it says this. Anytime you can see, hear, hear and understand, understand you shall, shall be converted. converted. And so for me, I don't care what I used to believe. I don't care what level I used to be at. When I hear something new, I don't have to reject the new just because it goes against the old. Come on. Just because I used to think that I would, that, that I had to wait on God and see whether God was going to do it and see whether or not they would hope. Just because that's what I used to believe doesn't mean I have to keep doing that. Because the Bible tells me that any time, which means it don't matter about the time of day, it don't matter about the season, it don't matter about the month or the year. Anytime I can see, hear, and understand, I can be what? Converted or I can be changed into what I have heard and understood. And the Bible is very clear. It's in Matthew 13. Mm -hmm. And it tells us this, guys, conversion, then healing. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't convert my finances. I couldn't heal my finances until I converted my mm -hmm. mind. We couldn't, we couldn't heal our marriage until we converted our mind. You have to be. And this is, I love, uh, Ralph pulled it up, I believe, Ralph or Chris. And it says, here is why they can't see. Mm -hmm. Here is why they can't. Because they're be dull. Because their heart mm -hmm. is waxed gross. Mm -hmm. And their ears are dull of hearing. And, and their eyes. eyes, they have closed. I want you to understand they, what God is saying. They, they you closed, closed they your have eyes. Closed. Truth was presented to you. And you closed your eyes. Mm -hmm. You said, I don't feel like I qualify. Nobody from my family ever. It can't happen to me because of whatever. Y'all ought to share this broadcast right here. Because listen, if you close your eyes, guess what you can do? Mm -hmm. Open them. Mm -hmm. Open them. And many people, it gives me the picture as I'm sharing this right here. If you've ever seen a little kid and a little kid doesn't want to hear what you have to say they close and they close their eyes real tight <laughs> like this. And many of you don't realize that when God is trying to teach you things, that's how you're sitting mm -hmm. as the posture of an immature child with your eyes closed saying why you don't qualify. Open your eyes to see what God is saying. He says at any time they should see with their eyes. At any time they shall hear with their ears, at any time they should understand with their heart and should be converted, he said, It is then that I will heal them. Yeah, absolutely. So you want to be you want to walk out of this financial struggle you're in, open your eyes, open your ears, understand this teaching, make the decision that this is more of a reality than what you've been living. He says, and then when you do that, I'll heal everything else. And I want to say this because you know there's nothing wrong with people's faith. 
No. Because you have been given a measure of faith yes. according to Romans 12. Yes. You've been given a measure. A lot of times people say it don't take a lot. It take a lot of faith. It doesn't take a lot of faith to do anything. The issue is your mind doesn't agree with what your mm -hmm. spirit knows. Mm -hmm. And the challenge is that most people, I want to tell you this. You do not have a money deficiency. You have a word deficiency. Yep. You have a word deficiency regarding money, which is why you believe you have a money deficiency. And it's interesting because, you know, one of my positions is I teach about healing a lot. Mm -hmm. And I'm always teaching people that when you when the enemy is attacking your body, you should be medicating on the word mm -hmm. day in and day out. You should be medicated. Well, many of you, the enemy has made your finances sick. Mm -hmm. Are you medicating on the word? Are you taking this word like medicine and saying, my account may be in the negative today. I may not be able to go on vacation today. I may be here today, but I'm going to put this word mm. in my heart mm. until the Bible says in Isaiah, it says it will make it bring mm -hmm. forth. And, and sometimes people get really frustrated because they're like, why is it happening for so-and-so and it's not happening for me? But in 21 years of pastoring, when we counsel people, mm -hmm. you can tell the people who are hoping and the people who are medicating mm -hmm. on the word. Yeah, yeah. Because people who are full of the word, they talk different. They do. They do. Even in adversity. Their, their language changes. Their language changes. Yes. 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 Their language changes. Yes. You know, and it's, it's interesting because... Um, we were talking about being Abraham's seed. You know, the, the reality of it is, is that because we are children of God, because we are maturing into sons of God, then walking in this financial dominion, it really becomes our birthright. Mm -hmm. It becomes what mm -hmm. belongs to us. Mm -hmm. And we talk about having the stuff that belongs to us. Part of what belongs to you is your ability to, as you say, be satisfied by your seed and not your salary. Amen. Well, how does that happen? It happens because we understand just like in Genesis 22, 17 and 18, God began to speak to Abraham. And in response to Abraham obeying God in the sacrifice of his son, he says to him, he says that in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying, I will multiply thy seed as the stars uh, of the heaven. And as the sand, which is upon the seashore, he says, and thy seed, that's us, shall possess the gate of his enemies. So if if, if lack is an enemy, we shall possess those gates. We're yes. going to tear down the gates yes. of lack. He yes. says, and thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And in thy seed. So we are, to be, we are blessed. Why? To be a blessing. That goes back to Deuteronomy 8 and 18. He gives us the power to get well. He's established the covenant for us. Why? So that we can go around spreading his kingdom. He then says, in thy seed shall all the, in thy seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed because thou has obeyed my voice. Because thou has obeyed my voice. So I can't get financial breakthrough if I'm still, the Bible says, how can two walk together unless yep. they agree? Yep. So how can God get me to a place of financial agreement, of financial provision and dominion when I won't even come into agreement? You're like, I am in agreement with God, not unless I'm obeying God. Your I can't my your actions, actions determine your obedience, not just not your words, not just my not words. words, not just my words, Absolutely. right? And so we've been talking about in Galatians three and twenty nine. Mm -hmm. It says, "If you then be Christ, if if you are in Christ, you are in Christ, are then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise?" I'm an I heir. love this. I'm, I'm an, an heir. heir. So we can look at the blessing that was on Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then we now see a promise in Galatians where the apostle Paul, who was one of the most skilled, the Bible says that he 
he knew he was both a Roman citizen mm -hmm. and a Jewish citizen. So he knew the laws of both. And he's saying to them, look here, guys, listen, look at all of the blessing that was on Abraham and his descendants. Mm -hmm. If you are born again, not only do you get renewed, not only do you get a new nature, yes. but you have the ability to live as Abraham lived and Jacob and Isaac lived. And we taught last week that they all lived above they family. They all lived above they family. They all lived above family. It is part of your birthright to live above family. It is my birthright to live above family. That's the reason I was saying when everybody was complaining about the supply chain in the Lord, and I, and I had kind of gotten into it. I was like, Lord, you know, this supply chain is terrible. The 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 the, the shortages and he said you don't live by the supply chain of earth he says he says are you not a child of god are you not a son of god he said there is no shortage in heaven and it really shook me because i was like oh i can't allow what i, what I see on tv and what i hear get into me i'm an heir of a i'm an, I'm an heir of abraham mm -hmm. i'm of the seed of abraham and just like he had promised I have promise and I have to remember to, to, to obey God in those areas so that when it comes time for me needing provision, I'm in the vain place where provision is. Because what do we say? On the other side of obedience, obedience is, provision. is provision. But we always also say your environment is always working on you. Yep. And a lot of people do not realize this. It, you know, one of the things I love about the way you do it is that every morning when you get up, you're going to read the news. I'm going to read the news. We're, we shouldn't be ignorant of what's happening because knowing what's happening helps us pray. It directs me how to pray. It directs how to pray. But we have to be very, very careful mm -hmm. that we don't slip into living by the limitations of the yep. world. And, and, and you will see it. And, and, and my, my mentees in, in Soul Shift know that I talk about this. We don't agree with posts about, like, for example, there's a cute meme going around right now. And it says, um, I just made the most expensive trip to the gas station or something like that. Have you seen that? I have. It's something like, you know, I just made the most expensive trip to the gas station, right? And then you begin to build in your mind that gas is so expensive. You begin to look at your resources and then you don't expect God to provide. And then now when you go to the gas station, instead of thanking God for provision, you're complaining about gas, not even realizing that now your environment is working on the inside. Your environment on the outside is now impacting yep. the inside of you. It's the reason we don't say things like we can't afford it. Right. It's the reason that we don't say... you. And, and, and really, the better question is if you want something and you don't have the resources and the natural to get it, the better question is okay, God, how would you like me to proceed? How would you, God, how, how would you like me to proceed, God? Because nothing, if I want it and I, and I, and I, and I don't have the, the tangible resource to get it today, I just say I receive it by faith, Lord. How do you want me to get it? And then you follow God's instruction now. But if once you say you can't afford it, you have now blocked off all of the creativity that God had, would have given you in order to get the very thing you desire. He put the, it, If you are a born-again believer and you're living for the Lord, the desires that you have that come up like that, they're from God anyway. God, God would put the desire in your heart to only make it so you can't have it. Now, if you ain't following God, you ain't obeying God, I don't know what's in your heart. But what I can say <laughs> is that as a believer... As a believer who is loving God and following God, if there's a desire in your heart, uh, he'll make that happen. Well, and it, it's so important because we really need to work through this because when we're talking about being transformed by our mind, we're not talking about their ability 
to get on here and repeat what we're saying. No, no. We're talking about when you have a desire to do something for your family. You want to take your family on a vacation. You want to give your kids an experience. You want to save a certain amount of money. We're talking about what comes up out of you then. Yes. And so before you go there, I want to go back to the four things that we say you've got to have to walk in any truth. Before you go, number one, you've got to have a revelation. You have to know that it is the will of God for you to walk in financial dominion. Mm -hmm. Say that. It is the will of God for me to walk in financial dominion. Number two, you need a role model. You have Jesus. You have Abraham. You have Isaac. You have Jacob. You have people in the earth realm. You have Pastor Edwin and I. We keep a role model in front of us. Absolutely. We have multiple role models for things that they have done. I love what Trinika just said. God can afford his, God children. Can afford his children. God can afford his Absolutely. children. Number three, you need a regimen of faith. Mm. We talked about that. The, re the regimen of faith is when we begin to sow every day. That was how we walked it out. If we were going to be satisfied by our seed, we needed to learn how to live in the place where we lived by our seed, not just our income, yeah. right? If you're going to live by your seed, you, you eat every day, you got to be sowing every you day. You got to be sowing every day, right? And I want to say this. Let me tell you something. You need to break up with this mentality that favor equals free. Mm. Come on, you need to break up with this mentality because I see so many believers who are always looking for something free. When the Bible clearly says it is more blessed, it is more empowering to do what? To give, to give than receive. Than but, receive. As but many believers see just the opposite. They believe they're more empowered when they get rather than they give. Absolutely. But that's the reason why their harvest comes up short. Well, Amen. And then number four, you need what? A regimen of faith. Mm. We told you guys, resolve. I mean, a righteous resolve. Mm -hmm. We told you last week, we can give you every one of them, but a righteous resolve. Mm -hmm. Because a righteous resolve is inside work. Yep. We changed our lives because we made a decision to take God's word seriously. And I want to say to our international partners that the word of God works in every economy. Every economy. It is this is every not every country and on every continent. This is not an American principle. That's right. This is not an American principle. Seed time and harvest works in every country on every continent, in every state, a person who will align with the kingdom of God, you cannot stay in yes. poverty. Yes. Amen. 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 And so then last week we had these four principles and we talked about two of them in depth and we kind of hit on number three. I just want to remind you that when we started talking about these four key principles of walking in kingdom financial dominion, we said that number one, you had to be addicted to obedience. Addicted. And we talk about that all the time. That word addicted literally means to be addicted to something means that you're not able to do without it. I cannot do without obeying God. I cannot do without you, obeying God. It has God. to become something that you crave. And we talked about uh, that you must be addicted to obedience because obedience sets us up for success. Mm -hmm. And then number two, we said that you must be willing to work. And that's what we were kind of talking back and forth about the different things last week. Uh, but you got to be willing to work. The Bible is very, very clear. It's very, very clear. The Bible says in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 10, it says the one who is unwilling to work shall not eat. Mm -hmm. Or another way we said, if a man don't work, he, he ought, ought not, not eat. eat. He ought not eat. So you have to be willing to work. And we were talking about sowing your seed is very, very important. 
but you also must be willing to work. And then we talked about over there in Ecclesiastes 11. In Ecclesiastes 11, he basically says at the end of that, he says, listen, sow your seed, he said, and work. Don't withhold your hand. He says, you don't know which one of these is going to cause you to prosper, whether this or that. He says, so you need to go to work in the morning. <laughs> he says, and you need to sow your seed in the evening. He said, and you need to do them both consistently because you don't know whether it's going to be your seed that you're going to need on the next day or is it going to be your work that's going to cause you the next day. That's why I like why you said, I am satisfied by my seed, not my salary. I didn't say I didn't get a salary. Come on. <laughs> I didn't say I didn't Come get a on. salary. I didn't say I stayed at home and I didn't work and I just waited on, on the seed. No, no, no. I sow my seed and I work because the Bible says I don't know which one is going to cause me to prosper. So I need to endeavor to do both of those. And then last week we got into the very end of that. Uh, we started saying that favor cannot rest on you if you run from work. That favor cannot rest on you if you run from work. And then we started talking about how we must employ financial integrity. And that's kind of where we ended last week. We talked about financial integrity, and that's really important. And so, for example, if you want to, um, uh, uh, our kids live in Atlanta, and they talk about, especially the boys, they talk a lot about scammers. Mm -hmm. And um, you will never be blessed in the kingdom being a scammer. No, you can't. You will never be blessed in if the kingdom you're, of God. If, if you believe that you have to inflict injury upon someone mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. in order to get what you need mm -hmm. it's a scarcity mentality that you're living in and you don't really believe in abundance because what you're figuring is i gotta i gotta harm someone else to get something mm -hmm. and that's not a kingdom principle anywhere in the word of god mm -hmm. and so you must operate in financial integrity so we started with this position right here in the kingdom, we have a king, mm -hmm. and all everybody knows that kings get honor, mm -hmm. and the tithe is how we honor God. Mm -hmm. So I cannot operate in financial integrity if I am not a tither. Right now, I want you to hear me. I'm not saying you can't gather money from the world system sure. without being a tither. Sure. I am saying you are not qualified to walk in kingdom financial dominion if you are not a tither right. because your failure to tithe shows your dishonor yes. for the king it's your lack of integrity it shows your lack of integrity mm -hmm. and now here's what happens because this is important a lot of people will say well god still loves me it is absolutely possible for you to love a child but that child not have access to provision because of their disobedience yes because of their untrustworthiness. Because you, they cannot you, be trusted. You, let's make this very simple. You have a child who you tell uh, they, they, they're 16, you give them a car, and you say, I need you home by 10 o'clock. That child consistently doesn't come home by 10 o'clock. You can love that child and still withdraw them keys from them come on. because they lack the integrity to do what was established, which was to have your behind home at 10 o'clock. So let's make it even more simple. If I'm disobedient regarding my money, mm -hmm. I lack integrity, yes. so I don't qualify. Yes. Just that's real simple. Yes. If I am disobedient in my life, I lack integrity. And the Bible says if I'm not faithful over little, I can't be ruler over much. Mm -hmm. You want to read that scripture? In Job? Sure. With Job 22, uh, 21, it says, acquaint now yourself with him and be at peace, thereby good shall come to you. He says, receive, I pray you, the law uh, from his mouth and lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the almighty, you shall be built up. You shall put away iniquity far from your tabernacles. 
In other words, what God is saying here, he says that I will build you up when you have integrity. Mm -hmm. People who don't have integrity lose the opportunity for God to do more for them. In the same way that children who lack integrity and are dishonest lack the opportunity for their parents to do more for them. And it's and, not and, because and, and, the parents don't want to. It's not because the parents don't love you. Could, and we see this all the time. And the Bible tells us that we can look at natural things and find spiritual principles in them. Right. And if you know good and well, you can have two kids, one kid who is obedient and does what they're supposed to and doesn't get in trouble. You're going to give that child more opportunities than you would the ones who's always doing something. They ain't got no business, who always is is, is, is being dishonest, who's not living up to the things that you guys have committed, com, uh, committed to. Mm -hmm. And that's what a lack of integrity is. It's not living up to what you have committed to. Mm -hmm. And if you are a born again believer, mm. you have committed to do it God's way. Mm -hmm. and, he, and here's what's important: the integrity part, because because people say, well, 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 they just they just say that about Ty because they want your money. No, 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 sweetheart. Understand what we're saying. We live out, but the truth of the matter is that God cares more about your integrity toward the money than He does about the money. Yes, God can't use your money. I mean, God, God has no use for 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 a coin. He has no use for a bill, uh, a, a pound, a, or or a sterling, or a denial. He has no use for those those monetary things. What is important to him is your integrity towards those things in him. That's why he says, "I don't care how much money you have, but don't ever let money have you." I love it. Don't ever let money have you because your integrity should always be to me and not something else. Because if your integrity is to something else, it's what you worship. It becomes your God. Absolutely. And if you think about it, so Joseph, for those of you who are offended, that's tie. Let's talk about this. You know what else is a lack of integrity? Not paying your bills. Yep. Not paying your bills on time is an issue of integrity. It it's a lack of integrity not to pay your bills on time. And I can remember years ago, my grandmother used to say to us growing up, she would say, if you can't pay the people, at least pick up the phone and call. Communicate. Don't run from them. And so when people borrow money from people and then they don't communicate with them, it just shows you lack integrity. And I was saying this to you while we were just kind of hanging out this week. I was saying... This is what I have found. If you sit down and talk, let me say this. Everybody needs help sometimes. Sure. No one should need help all the time. That's true. Everyone needs help sometimes. No one should need help all the time. When I look at people who consistently have financial struggle, if you talk to them, they are consistently violating some financial principle. Yeah. Even if they don't know it. Because the truth of it is, when we were really struggling, we was violating a lot of principles. Sure. We just didn't know it. Sure. But not knowing doesn't make you uh, immune from the consequences of those things. That's why he says anytime you can see, hear, and understand, you can be converted and I'll heal you. That's he said, right. But, that, but you got to have your ears open, your eyes open, your ears open, and your, and your mind open, your heart open, so that you can hear new word. Because God's always speaking. Come on. He's God is always, always speaking. speaking. And he's trying to speak to get us that new information. So if you're open, you can hear it and change and become the better for it. In Job 1, verse 1 through 3, it says, there was a man in the land of us whose mm. name was Job, and the man was perfect. Perfect and upright. Look at how he's defined. Perfect. He was perfect and upright. He was one that feared God and eschewed evil. Mm -hmm. Guys, I'm telling you, 
you will never position yourself for kingdom dominion mm. when you don't reject evil. Mm. You can, I'm not saying you, again, I'm not saying there's not a form to get money from. I'm saying in the kingdom, when you don't fear God enough to reject evil, you are not qualified mm. for kingdom prosperity. It says, and there was born unto him seven sons, three daughters, and his substance was 7,000 sheep and 3,000 camels and 500 yoke of oxen and 500 she ashes and a very great household. So that this man was the greatest of all the man of men of the East. When the Bible says that Job was a perfect and upright man, it meant that he mm. was a man of integrity. Mm. Now, if you go to mm. the end of Job's story, if you go to the end of Job's story, one of the things that you find is that God gave back Job twice mm -hmm. as much as he mm -hmm. lost, even in kids. Mm -hmm. But even Job had to operate in a financial, in a principle of integrity mm -hmm. that untapped his finances. Mm -hmm. And I want to show you this. The Bible says that Job had to forgive his friends who judged him when mm -hmm. he was going through. Mm -hmm. The Bible says that there is a direct correlation that when Job forgave his friends, when he prayed for his friends, that abundance came. And I think this is the thing people don't realize about king the kingdom. One of the quickest things that will stop up your economic flow in mm -hmm. the kingdom is offense mm. and unforgiveness. Yes, offense and unforgiveness. Offense and unforgiveness. Mm. So I can be over here doing all. In fact, the Bible tells us this, I believe. Those it, are financial blockers. Those are financial mm -hmm. blockers. Offense, offense and unforgiveness. In fact, the Bible says if you bring a gift to the altar and you realize you have an altar against your there. brother. Leave the gift go and go back. fix the thing Take with your brother. Go right. fix the thing with your brother. And I want to say this because I feel this is a very specific word. There are those of you who are single parents. There are those of you who are products of divorce, um, that you're in divorce situations mm. and you need to forget. Hear, hear mm. what I'm about to say. Mm. I know the other person isn't doing what they're supposed to do, but you are not in lack. Because they are not doing what they are supposed to do. Mm. You are in lack because you feel justified in your offense and your anger against them because they are not doing what they are supposed mm -hmm. to do. And you need to know, you need to know that God is well able to provide mm -hmm. for you and your children even if they try to do you wrong. Amen. And it is not their actions that will keep you in bondage. It is your unforgiveness and your offense that many people and most will of those go you, hand in hand. They do. Yeah. That many people will tell you is justified and it may be justified in the world, but it does not work in the kingdom That's and right. it is a financial block. It is a financial block. It's a financial block. Amen to that. Amen. One of the things we talk about too is this idea that, you know, nobody prospers by just what they are giving. We were talking about sowing seed every day and we've been making that confession that I am satisfied by my seed, not my, not salary. my salary. Nobody prospers by what they are giving, but rather you prosper by what you give. And, and specifically what you give in obedience to God. Amen. What you give in obedience to God. And we see this in 2 Corinthians 9, 8 through 10. And we've read this many, many times before. Yes. It says, God is able to do what? Make, Make all grace abound toward grace. you. That you always have, and I love this, all sufficiency in all things, that you may abound to every good work. He says, as it is written, he has dispersed abroad, he has given to the poor, his righteousness remains forever. Now, 
He that ministers seed to the sower, both ministers what? Bread for your food, and he does what? Multiply your seed so mm -hmm. and he does what? Mm -hmm. Increase the fruits of your righteousness. So that tells me that there will be times that God will give me something, and it's for me. It's for me to eat. Yes. It's bread for me. Mm -hmm. There are other times God will give me something, and he'll say, hey, Edwin, I need that. I need you to use what I'm about to give you. And sometimes he'll tell me in advance, you, that, that next unexpected seed you get, I need that. So when I get it, I already know, God, what do you want me to do with it? It's not bread, it's seed. And the problem is a lot of times people will eat their yes, seed. And yes, if you eat your yes. seed, you eat then, but you don't eat forever. Ooh. But if you will plant your seed, then that seed will produce bread that you can eat and, keep, and still have seed that keeps on producing a harvest. And I love that. And again, we talk a lot about growing and becoming in this mm -hmm. ministry. We're still growing and becoming. Yep. There's still economic ground we want to cover. There's still levels of financial dominion that we desire to cover. But we had to learn how to walk this out. Yep. And the reason that we used to eat our seed is because we did not identify as sowers. We didn't. So everything we got was for that moment. Mm -hmm. It wasn't for the future. And seed sets up the future. And the goal is to get enough seed in the ground. In Amos 9, yep. it tells us you will get to the place that literally before one harvest can be consumed, it will be the next harvest time. Yep. You only get that when you sow in every season. And I think what happens, I think what happens for some people because I talked to a couple people who said, well, you know, uh, when I start making more money like you do, or I start making money like y'all, then I can do this. And I think people miss it. We didn't do this when we made more. We literally we only make more money because, because we of did this. this. And I, yes. think, I think that's the thing that really throws people off. They're like, because somebody, somebody, and they, they weren't being rude. They were just like, man, you know, I want to take my family to Disney. Y'all got a big family. Listen. We have a testimony about the first time we went to Disney, and it wasn't anything like this. And but and, and before in in between the time that we did that first trip all those years ago and this year, these are the things we've been doing. And because we've been doing these things, this event was different. But I'm telling you, we you gotta start where you are. And I don't know how to how else to say that. Say people be like, Well, if I had more money, I'll get no, you have to start where you are. Is it tough? Yes, because there were tough, tough times when we said we're gonna pay this tithe, even though when we get through paying all of our bills, we're gonna have $24 until Friday. It is Monday. We're gonna have $24 until Friday, but we're not gonna withhold this tithe. We're not gonna withhold this offering because we realize that this is seed now. And if we eat this, this is all we're gonna have. And then what are we gonna do after Friday? We're not gonna have any seed. We're not gonna have any harvest coming in. And, and we did that through the tough times you know, yes, and, and, and now we've made it through that. But I'm telling you that people think, oh, well, I'm going to start then. No, you're you, not. You're not. You you're have not. to start where you are now in order to get where you need to go. And, and, and this is the thing. We, the Lord has been teaching us in this for years because we, and, and we sow so much that we don't always even tell the other person what we're sowing, not because we're trying to withhold it, just because we're just sowers, yeah. right? 
And so, I, you know, we're going to tell y'all our Disney testimony when we get to the end. So you got to hang on to the end to get to the Disney testimony. But one of the testimonies that I think people don't, that, that I think is worth hearing is that when we made a decision in, in 2 Corinthians 8, it says first they gave themselves to the Lord mm-hmm. and then their money. Mm-hmm. Many people struggle giving their money because they haven't given themselves. Mm -hmm. They feel responsible for themselves, so they fight God about sowing Mm -hmm. the seed. Mm -hmm. And so we were on vacation, and somebody said, because we we typically go with a big group of people when we go on vacation, and they said, when we were here 10 years ago, Dad, you paid for us to come because we couldn't afford to, we couldn't afford the house and to take the trip. And I was thinking, I didn't even know that, but I sent you a message Mm -hmm. and I said, that is part of the reason we vacation like we vacation now, because even when all we could do was say, listen, we're going to have the house because we got five kids. You can come and stay in the house too. Even when that was all we could do, God watches that. God never forgets. He doesn't. And then I was thinking about this this morning. I was thinking about for years you travel. Yeah. And so you get would get all of these points yeah. for Holiday Inn. How many times did you give someone a hotel room? Yeah. It wasn't money, it was the but the seed yeah. was still yeah. the point. And so people would be like people would have emergencies. They would have different things happen. They would come to town and you and they would be like, "Okay, they can stay in the hotel. I can get them a room." And many people don't realize that because they haven't first given themselves to God. Mm. When I give myself to God, everything about me becomes a seed. Yeah. So I'm looking to be a blessing. And so I was thinking, because then people now go, they go, man, like you said, man, I wish I could take my family to Disney like you could, like you did. But we couldn't always do no. this. We couldn't always do this. And, and, and if you want to do this, so it, it goes into our point number four. Really, if you're going to walk by faith and walk break mm-hmm. financial dominion, you really have to get some audacity. Mm-hmm. You have to have the audacity to believe mm-hmm. you can live where God is telling you to live when don't nothing in your life look like you can live how, how God is telling you to live. And people are like, well, okay, well, well what do you mean when you say I got to have some audacity? What is audacity? Audacity is simply showing a willingness to take surprisingly bold risk. And that's what we were willing to do, to take a risk. We had spiritual parents in our life and we had other people who were living a particular way. And they said, listen, if you want to live better than you're living, here's what you got to do. You got to learn the principles of seed time and harvest. You got to block out all the people who are going to tell you that it don't make sense. You got to block out all the all the reasons why you shouldn't give and how you could do something else with your money when things are tough and things are tight. And there's going to be some lean times and there's going to be some tough times. There's going to be some choke level times, but you got to push through it. And if you do on the other end, it'll be better. It says, but you got to be willing to take the bold risk to do it. And everybody's not willing to take that bold risk. But for us, it was like we knew it worked because we had a role model. We Those four things you talked about, we had a role model who, who was doing it. And it's like, okay, if God is no respecter of persons, and if God will honor the seed of someone else, then he'll honor the seed of Edwin and Shonen. 
but we got to sow it. Absolutely. And we got to be consistent in it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that that's so important. So everybody should put in the comments, start where you are and use start what you, you have. Are. Start where you are and use what you have. You, you, there's no, he asked you to give what you have, not what, not you, what don't you don't have. have. So you're talking about, I wish I would sow $500. He asked you to sow five. Right. He asked you to sow five. He asked you, and it was, I, we, we were, I think we were at the park and a lady sent me this message and she said, um, because we talk a lot about, because if you choose to walk by, if you choose to live in this place of faith that produces audacity, it's going to cause you to take some bold risks. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you're going to be like, what in the world am I doing? Mm -hmm. And she was saying, when we first started teaching this series, that the Holy Spirit started sending her to Starbucks to pay for the person's mm. coffee behind mm. her, right? Mm -hmm. And she said, but on that particular day, that their thing was $23. Mm. And she said, well, normally it had been $5 for her mm -hmm. and $5 mm -hmm. for the other person. Mm -hmm. And she felt tight in her mm -hmm. chest because it was one thing to give in a way that matched them. Mm -hmm. But when now she was, cause she was like, so God, you still want me to give it? And he was like, absolutely. Yeah. I still He's want you to, take to give you to it. another level. She said that she went to work and found out that this debt that she owed, that was thousands of dollars was now $267. Mm -hmm. Because God, I say this to you all the time. God already knows what he's going to do. When he asks you to do something, he, what, what's going to happen on the other side of that obedience is already done. It's your opportunity to obey to been, then to realize what's on the other side. So that's why we say on the other side of obedience is, uh, is provision. God already knows what he's going to do. So when God says, okay, I want you to pay for Starbucks and their bill is $23 and you thought it was five, I want you to do it and you do it, now you get to experience the provision on the other side. If you choke out and you don't do it because it's more than what you thought or you thought, I can't do this, then you never get to realize what's on the other side of that obedience. And, and we all have it. Everybody knows that one of the things that we love to do, we love when we're with our friends to go out to dinner and then whoever's going to pick up the bill and then everybody else is going to bless the waitress, sure. right? Even in something like this, you do this enough time and people have this amazing reaction to how you bless them, mm -hmm. right? And then you go out one time and the person don't even look at the tip, right? So then now here's the crunch point. Did you do this to obey God right. or did you do this so they would come back and tell you how right. amazing you right. are? Right. Everybody's going to have these opportunities. We call them choke points. We call them these crunch moments where you're really going to get to see what's in your heart. Because if you now back up off of it because they didn't give you enough thanks, you don't understand the system of seed time and harvest yep. because it's God who watches all and God sees it whether they know it or not. Yep. Amen. You gotta take. You gotta have some audacity. You gotta have tell, audacity. Tell your neighbor. Say, if you're gonna walk in financial dominion, you need to get some audacity. Noah is a great example of somebody mm -hmm. with audacity, mm -hmm. right? In Hebrews 11, it tells us that Noah built an ark. It also yep. tells us this in Genesis, right? Understand that your seed will build you an ark. Mm -hmm. Your seed will build you an ark, and I want you to understand this. Noah built the ark for over a hundred years. The whole time he's building the ark, everybody thinks he's a fool. Mm -hmm. He probably feel like a fool sometimes. He out here building the ark, talking about rain. Do you guys know 
that before Noah built the ark, there had never been rain yep. on the earth because God watered the earth from under the bottom. Yep. So can you imagine this dude saying, God told me to build this boat yep. with these specific requirements. He told me to gather the animals and he told me that he's going to tell me a certain time to go into it and there's rain going to come. Mm -hmm. Them people thought he was crazy. And I can tell you this and you know this to be true. In the beginning when we started this, People thought we were crazy. They probably still it, do. Even some of our family members yeah. thought we were so crazy. Why are you giving all that money to the church? Yeah. Why are you sowing all yeah. of that different thing? And now those people, many of those people have had to get help from us because they may have started in front of us, but my seed built an ark mm -hmm. and it caught us up and it put us ahead. You want to live a supernatural way of living. You want to live a way. And, and listen, you need to know people go make fun of you. People go mock you. People not go understand. And then some of them same people go ask you to borrow some money. But you have to obey God. And if you will do it, you will live a supernatural financial lifestyle. So what I heard you say was that my seed will keep me afloat during times of a financial flood. Yes, my seed will keep me afloat yes. during times of financial floods. And financial floods are going to come. They're going to come. come the Bible on. describes it like this. It says two people built a house. One man built a house on sand. Another one built his on a, on a, on a rock. He said, and the wind came and it beat against both of those houses. And one of those houses, the one on the sand, it failed and was in complete ruin. But the one that was built on the rock, it stood. And the rock is the word of God. So if I sow my seed, then I understand that when financial floods come, I don't have to panic. Yes. I don't have to be concerned. I don't have to be in ruin because I know that I have sown my seed and my seed will keep me afloat during times of financial flood. Part of being audacious is being able to take daring risk. And I say daring risk. I'm not talking about uncalculated risk. But a daring risk is that when God tells me to do something and everything in my flesh is telling me why I shouldn't do it. Come on. But my spirit man knows I should obey God. The daring risk becomes which one are you going to be willing to do? Am I willing to obey God even when people are laughing at me? Am I willing to obey God even when people say it don't make sense? Am I willing to obey God even if it means I'll lose some friends? Am I willing to obey God because I so believe that if I follow God, I'll end up better? In order to get from one level to the next level, you got to be willing to take some daring risk. You got to yeah. be audacious yeah. when it comes to obeying God, yes. and you got to be audacious when it comes to giving sacrificially. Yes. If you will become audacious in your obedience and in your giving, I'm telling you, you will prosper. The Bible is clear. We, we should say a little thing. So the, the Bible is right and somebody wrong. Mm -hmm. The Bible is right. If you will be audacious in your obedience and audacious in your sacrificial giving, you will prosper. And one of the things I learned, I, and I just had the opportunity to see this last weekend, um, I got to teach in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And I was teaching in Baltimore. And my spiritual mother, our spiritual mother, came to hear me teach. Mm -hmm. And she sold into my life. Mm -hmm. And I really was shocked. I was like, why? Like, literally, most of this stuff you you taught me, right? 
And she said, because I believe the word. So I thought it was cool that she was, it, it was just such a reminder to me. It wasn't like, oh, that's little Sean right. that I taught right. all the stuff. That's like, no, that's she the sold word. into the word. She sold into right. the word. She said this teaching. And I think people miss that sometimes, especially people who, who, who get, who, who are like, I'm part of the FOC. You're not just sowing into us. Because we're Edwin and Sean, you shouldn't be doing that. You should be sowing into the word. If we're if we're giving you word that's changing your life, you're sowing into that word, not just. Now, I mean, if you want to say, "Oh, Pastor Edwin, I, you were blessing to me," that's fine. But but the, but but again, it's the it's the word that I shared that should have caused you to do that. And so, when you're sowing into the word, don't don't ever forget when you're sowing. Don't ever forget you're sowing into the word, not into a person. That's good. Yeah. So that's why she sowed, because she heard the word and she believes the word and she sowed into the word because she knows there's harvest of sowing into word. Absolutely. And so that's how we want to live our life. Yeah. So um, we want to be you want to be an audacious giver, mm -hmm. because if you're an audacious giver, you're going to be an audacious receiver. Mm -hmm. And even on vacation, yeah. we looked for opportunities to bless sure. somebody Absolutely. On, on on vacation. We looked for Absolutely. opportunities. We were at dinner at breakfast the other day or brunch the other day. And what happened? What did the Lord tell you about the waitress? Uh, uh, he, he just told me that she was having, I mean, it was kind of like, he just told me uh, he, she was kind of having a bad day. And he asked if I would sow into her. He asked, he said, if I would do something, if I would do something for her to bless her day. And so I did. Uh, somebody else was actually going to pay for the meal or whatever and all that stuff. But I just, I just did what the Lord told me to do. And she was, it blessed her and, and with her being blessed. I was happy. So it, it, you know, she came, she made you she give did, a hug. She did. She, she did. She, did, she, did. Like, she, got did. A hug, she did. But, but the thing is, if you will obey God, Man, you will make people's day and then God will make your day. Woo, that's good. Because when I sow into making yes. somebody's day, then God is, is obligated. He yes. obligates himself to make my day. And, and, I, and, I, and you don't do it to be like, oh, I'm a sow into this. So I'll see what God's going to do. No. What did God say? Did God say do it? Then do it. Because we had another opportunity last night where, where Chris and I was out somewhere. And uh, the lady was like, do you want to leave the tip? And I was like, no. I mean, we went to pick up some food and I didn't leave a tip. What the Lord didn't tell me to, and, 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 and I didn't. And so when God tells me to, I do. When there's opportunities to sow, I sow. You look why are you looking at me like that? I didn't. I'm not judging you. <laughs> I felt like he was judging me. I am. Okay. So anyway, listen, let's tell our um let's let's talk about our Disney testimony because you want to tell it. Go ahead. I do. I want to tell our Disney testimony. You got right. about five minutes. <laughs> what happens in five minutes? Okay. We have to get yeah. uh, whatever street. I want to tell you our Disney testimony, and we didn't realize this until we got back to the park. Yeah. So the first we've only been to Disney two times. The first time we went to Disney, we we went, we took Taylor Chase and Caleb. We were actually here for a church conference. It's the only reason that we were and here. And so you understand Chase and Caleb were in strollers. Chase and Caleb That's were in strollers. That's how long ago it's been. That's they were in strollers. And so um Someone had given us a ticket to get into the park, but they didn't know that you couldn't transfer the ticket. And we didn't know that we couldn't transfer the we ticket. Had never been to Disney. We had never been to Disney. And if you've been to Disney, there's a production to getting into Disney. So there's no way your kids don't realize that they're not going to Disney. You're not going to trick them into thinking that they're going somewhere else. So by the time we get up there and we try to use the tickets, they say to us, you can't use these tickets because these tickets they're not were, yours they're not your tickets yeah, these yeah. tickets were assigned to someone else and the person didn't know that they had to assign them 
So now our kids are so excited yep. about getting into Disney. But y'all, we don't have no money to get into Disney. <laughs> we had tickets that somebody gave we us. We had tickets that somebody <laughs> gave us. So literally, we had to step to the side. And these are the things we did to yep. get into Disney. We moved our car note. So we called for motor credit. We called for motor credit and moved our possible to move our car note. to the right? end of the end to, of the, to, to the end of the payment, payment, right? And then we called our credit card company and asked them to give us an extension, right? A extended line of credit, credit yeah, right? Yeah. To 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 up to our balance, mm -hmm. right? Because for us, we asked God, the Bob of Dr. Ivy here teach you go as far as your faith could take yeah. you, right? That was as far as our faith could take us. We had brought our kids up to the entryway of Disney. It wasn't no way in the world we weren't going to bring them into Disney if it was anything we could do. So God showed us favor with Ford and God showed us favor he with did. our credit card company, right? As I don't remember that until we are walking back through the same gate. Yeah. And I go, Oh my goodness. This time we bought more tickets. We pay for the genie pass, right? We pay for the little bands and it was paid for before we got to Disney yeah. because don't despise small beginnings. Yeah. And I want, I wanted to tell that testimony because while we were in Disney, because Pastor Elm was posting pictures, I wasn't, but while we were in Disney, People were sending us cash apps and they were specifically saying, I want to take my family to mm -hmm. Disney. I come into agreement with you that the same way that God has given us to Disney, first time we came at a much better time, but that God will open that door for well, you. And we even laugh. I mean, you laugh about it now, but at the time, you know, it was it was the final. It was stressful. It was but it was the five of us, and we shared a turkey leg. <laughs> we did, y'all. At least the kids were little; they couldn't eat a whole lot. We shared a turkey leg. <laughs> but we, we shared just, a turkey leg. We shared a turkey leg because we didn't have, we didn't come to go to Disney. We didn't have the money to go to Disney. We were only going to Disney because somebody gave us a ticket, gave us the tickets mm -hmm. to get in, right? So we shared, we shared a turkey leg. This round, turkey legs for everybody. You want a turkey leg, you get a turkey leg. And I'm telling you, and I feel like I needed to tell that story because the enemy will try to make you think that everybody, that who, what rapper sings, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Um, but people will try to make you feel like, or the enemy will try to make you feel like that because you started at this level, it doesn't count. But I can tell you this. Back all of those years ago, when God blessed us and he let Ford say yes, yeah. and he let our credit card yeah. company say yes, that it felt just as good as <laughs> it, it, it felt it just as good. Yeah. And so never let the enemy or people mock your journey. And don't let where you are today somehow be. Uh, the limit to where you can go because you know we look back at all of those years later you know and the fact of the matter is man god has brought us so far so far that we didn't even we had forgot about that until we was walking by that little gate where those people were singing we was like man do you remember the last time we were here and 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 how stressful it was just to even get the kids in here Listen, this time it was with ease. And I'm telling you, there are some of you, there are some Come things on. that you've experienced in your life that have been difficult, but you keep walking with God and he's going to bring those things back around and you're going to be able to do them with ease. I don't know who that's for.
before, but somebody ought to receive that. There are some things that have been difficult for you, some experiences you had, and you want to have the opportunity to do those again. And I'm telling you that the next time you do it, there's going to be such grace, such an anointing, and such ease on your life, you're going to know that it is absolutely directly tied to the fact that you have obeyed God. You know, you should take that word by faith. And listen, we have testimonies coming in. The McCoys, Tanya McCoy said they have a similar first D Disney testimony. Mm. And so I, I know that people try to act like God don't care about this stuff, but God cares he about does. you. If you want to take your family on a vacation, would you put it in the comments? And whatever you're sowing today, I want you to just say that that's your family vacation seed. Your offering, not your tithe, your family vacation seed, right? And I want you to ask God to show you how to do it. He'll show you. He will show you how to do it. And the Bible says we go to faith to faith and level to level and glory to glory. And I've just lived long enough and walked with God long enough to know that you can be in places where we had to share a turkey leg to literally, I didn't even eat all my turkey leg this time, right? And you can go from faith to faith and glory to glory. Mm -hmm. But if you're believing God to take your family on a vacation, when I want you, when you sow your seed today, I want you to call it family vacation seed. I want you to name Amen. it. I want you to name that seed. And I want you to begin to ask God to show you how to do it. Chris posted a testimony. She said when they came here for their honeymoon, they came to Orlando because someone gave them a timeshare. Let them use their timeshare. She says the last two times that we came, um, they paid their own. And this is what I want to I declare over your life it. right here. I want to declare over your life that from this point going forward, those who will receive it by faith, those who will connect their seed with it this morning, you will go on vacations and have no financial setback when you return. Amen. Amen. No financial setbacks. You will go on vacation and have no financial setbacks when you go, when you return. I want you to have an expectation that you will begin to go on vacation. Malia says she wants to take her family on vacation. Deidre says she wants to take her son on vacation. Amen. We come into agreement with you that if you will do what God is telling you to do, and sometimes God will give you some weird instructions, but if you will do what God is telling you to do, I want you to begin to envision. They may be weird, but they won't be immoral or illegal. Well, amen, saints. <laughs> you have amen. to say that for people. They may be weird, but they will not be illegal or immoral. They will Those not be illegal, illegal or immoral. <laughs> you have to say that. <laughs> and I want you to set your heart to this point that you will go on vacations, that you will move into a city because God does care about your vacation. He does. He cares about everything that you he care does. about. He does care about your vacations. And I want you to have an expectation that you will go to on vacations and they will be paid for before you go. Amen. They will be paid, paid for, for before, before you, you go. go with no struggle and no strain. I love Leslie's heart. Leslie says she wants to pay for her sister and her family to go to Disney. Oh, amen. I, 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 listen, I agree with you. I agree, I with, agree you. with you. For I, that. And I, that agree that, a, and I agree that that seed comes back to you in abundance. That I know, I, I believe that's Leslie McFall, right? Yeah. I think we talked one time. She wants to go uh, to Seychelles and to Zanzibar. Those are two places I want to go to. Yes. So, so if you, when Leslie, listen to me, when you sow into your sister to send them on vacation, 
contact me. I want to sow into them too, because I want to go to Zanzibar and I want to go to Seychelles as well. And I know that that's in your heart to do. So I want to get in on that. <laughs> so, so hit me up on, on Messenger or Facebook. I want to sow into that too when you do it. JJ said, I've never been on a vacation solo and I've never been on a, a family vacation. And I think, you know, yeah, I listen, let me tell y'all something about vacations. If you do a vacation right, you come back refreshed, mm -hmm. full of joy. You come back. God is not against vacations. Not. And one of the things that we say is that we go on vacations, still bless people. We go on vacations and don't mm -hmm. have lack. That is the will of God. Uh, no no toil and travel. That's Rashonda right, says she wants to take her family to the beach in Florida. Listen, and let me tell y'all something. This is so important. I'm just going to get I, this. Y'all know we are practical application ministry, right? So Pastor Elwin wants to go on this dream vacation. That's bigger than Seychelles. <laughs> it's bigger than that. Okay. And he, I asked him for his dream vacation, right? And when he, I gave it to you, you get, you gave me your dream vacation. The first thing you need to do is you go and price it. Mm -hmm. You go and price it. I don't care what that price is. Do not do let not. it come out of your mouth do that not. you cannot afford do it. Do not allow it to come out of your mouth. To afford it. Look at what Tanya says. Come back to that comment. Do not let it come out of your mouth that you can't afford it. And you go as far as your faith mm -hmm. will take you. Mm -hmm. Sable says she would like to go on her first family vacation with her sons. You sow your seed this morning. God, this is my vacation seed. Amen. Because some of you didn't know that God cared about vacations. And I want you to sow. God, I believe you care about vacations. I believe you care about the enjoyment my family has. Because, you know, you ain't got to be doing ratchet stuff because you on vacation. Yeah, you like if you, listen, the truth of it is, is that if you're not ratchet at home, you're probably not going to be ratchet on vacation. Well, right? you shouldn't be. Or you should just acting out. Or you right. just acting out. So, <laughs> I mean, but God cares about the desires of your heart. Yeah. And God want, and JJ said that he wants that he's never been on solo vacation or family vacation. Set your heart to do mm -hmm. it. Andrea says she wants to take her granddaughter and her goddaughter to Disney. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to personally go on an island vacation. Yeah. I and, and let me tell you why I believe that this is so important. In men, if you will walk this out, God's care for you is going to become personal. Yeah. For many of you, God's care has been this big umbrella. It's going to become personal. Mm. It's going to become personal. You're going to understand how much God cares about you. And, and I know I talked about this earlier, but I, I, I just I sensed it again. Remember, when you make other people's dreams come true. Come on. Your dreams then get made to come true. It's like the Bible says, if you want to have a friend, what do you got to do first? Show yourself friendly. Show yourself friendly. If you want your dreams to come true, find someone's dream to sow into. You know, one of the great ways you can do that will be on Giving Tuesday. <laughs> you know, I was going to talk about my scholarship fund again. Listen, I love making dreams come true for young people who want to further their education. And you can be like, hey, you know what? Maybe I don't know anybody who wants to go on a vacation I can sow into, but I can make somebody's dream come true. And the way you can do that is by giving today or on Tuesday or, or Monday, anytime between now and Tuesday, 
into that scholarship fund, specifically into that scholarship fund. There's a link scrolling on the bottom of your page, and he'll also put it in the comment section uh, so that you can have access to it there. Absolutely. But you can also just go to our website at focchurch.com on the far right-hand side of the thing that says Giving Tuesday. You click that link, and you can choose which platform you want to give in. You can give $10. You can give $20. You can give $50, $100, $500, or $1,000, or even more. Maybe you say, you know what? I want to fund one scholarship by myself, and you give the whole $10,000. We know that there is no shortage in God's kingdom. We want to raise a minimum of $10,000 in order for that scholarship to take place for one more uh, student. We want to fund another full scholarship. And you can help do that. So uh, I encourage you to do that. Don't forget about your other ways to give, your tithe, your offerings. You can give those via Givelify, give a push pay, uh, tithely text to give, or even on PayPal. And so we just, I'm just praying for every single person who's had a desire and posted their desire to go on vacation or so into someone's life for vacation, that you will take the audacious step to do so when God presents the opportunity. Did you won't say you want to do it on Sunday and then next Friday you have the opportunity and you shrink back because you are afraid that if you do it, you won't have enough provision for yourself. I pray you have that bold, daring, audacious character to do what you said you wanted to do. I love that. And we just had a couple more. Um, um, Zeno just said that he, he and his family, he just paid for his family to take a full um, week trip Wonderful. to Disney next week, including Wonderful. the speed practice. And then Barnes, Miss Barnes, Courtney, she said that she said they she's a witness of God's personal care. We've experienced vacations in Hawaii, Jamaica, Florida, and South Carolina without toil. And I really want to say this to you because I want us to break out of our heart that it's either or. Right. I want you to understand you can be a tither, giving to the homeless shelter. You can go on vacation. You can live a nice life. You can be a blessing because God, the silver and the gold belong to our God. And I go back to the scripture. He says that he said all grace may abound that you have what all sufficiency to be self-sufficient. God wants us to not have to choose I'm going to be a tither and never go on vacation. That ain't his best. His best is I'm a tither. I go on vacation. I help people. I sow the scholarship funds. I give to my family. God wants us to have an abundance to do that. He doesn't want us to be limited. But what happens is we are, you said it earlier, we limit ourselves though. We limit ourselves because we say things like, well, I ain't never been on vacation. Or, I ain't never going to be able to do that. The moment you make those statements, you start to block your ability to do it. So we just, we want to pray over you. I, I specifically want to pray over families and vacations. Okay. So Father, I thank you for the people who have lifted up their desire before you. Vacations is from your heart. And I just pray that you would begin to, as they have released their faith, that you would begin to show them strategic ways to be able to have amazing family vacations without stress or toil, mm -hmm. without financial lack. And I pray that you would just allow this these vacations that you're going to give them in creative ways to become a memorial between them and you that you see them, mm -hmm. that you care about them, mm -hmm. that they matter to you, and that that vacation won't just be a vacation. 
it will literally be a mark where they know how much you care about them and how much you reward obedience. Mm -hmm. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen, we hope you guys again have had a wonderful uh, Thanksgiving. We hope that you had a chance to spend time with those who you love and care about. Uh, we hope if you went on vacation, it was fun. We hope if you stayed at home, it was fun. We hope you had good food. We hope you had good conversations. Uh, we ask you all to uh, be safe. Next week, we resume uh, all of our activities starting on Tuesday. Uh, we will not have uh, strategies for success on Monday, but next Tuesday, we, we, we get right back into it. We ask you to stay connected with prayer on Tuesday. Uh, don't forget about Giving Tuesday. Uh, you have an opportunity to do that between now and then. I ask you to share Clarissa's graphic on your page. Uh, let people see it. At least, at least like it. At least like it. Go to my page. Go to the uh, Facebook pages of FOC. At least like it. The more you like it, the more it comes up in uh, the algorithm for other people to like it. Uh, and then prayerfully consider what you what you want to give into it. Uh, we I believe that we're going to raise the ten thousand dollars needed for the scholarship, um, and and we're going to do it. and We're going to get it done. Uh, and then just join us next week for all of our services. But most importantly, find the opportunity to obey God. Become addicted to obeying God and doing the things that he asks you to do, including finding ways to be a sower every single day in some area. So I want us to end with this. Say, I'm satisfied by my seed, I not am, my salary. I am satisfied by my seed and not my salary. Amen. 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 So we love you guys. If you want to become a virtual partner, if you want to give your life to the Lord, rededicate your life, you can send us a message in the inbox and say, I want to rededicate. I want to send. Um, I want to give my life to Christ. And if you want to be a virtual partner, then fill out the form and come be a part of Fellowship of Champions because we are a church teaching people how to walk in love, live, live by, by faith, faith and, and experience God's prosperity in every area of life. life. All right. We love y'all. We got a vacation to finish. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.